What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Masters of the Cultureverse. I'm your friendly neighborhood blurred, Caleb Edward Edley, here with my co-host, as always, the invincible Clay Stroman. What's up, Clay? Yee, what's up, Caleb? How you doing, big guy? Oh, pretty good. You know, you know, it's our 42nd episode. It's the Jackie Robinson episode. Yeah. What do you say? Let's hit this one out of the park. Ooh, did you did you plan that? No, I didn't. That, wow, quick on your feet just, there. Just rolled right off the tongue before I even knew what was happening. That's great. I love it. We love to see it. Mm-hmm. That's what we're all about <laughs> well, here. Yeah, just nice, good puns. We're, yep. we're the pun guys. We sure are. Uh, what you reading? What you watching? All right, so I watched um, watched the first episode of Modoc. Very, Same. very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll definitely. I only watched the first episode and like part of the second one before I had to go uh, mm-hmm. do something this weekend, but. We'll definitely be looking forward to watching the rest of that. Pretty funny, right? It was pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. I did not realize when we watched the trailer and we talked about the trailer a couple of weeks ago that it was made by the same guys who made Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken. Yeah, and you can definitely see it too. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, yeah, but I felt like like almost all of the jokes were landing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like a very well put together, funny little show. So yeah. so yeah, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more as we like watch more of it. Maybe after the season or something. Yeah, perhaps. Um, because I know I know they were they released all of them, so we I mean we can go at our own pace, or we can just binge through. So we can do whatever we want. Really. Right. The possibilities are endless, really, if you think about it. Aren't they always? Yeah. Well, not always, but with us, with us, the sky's essentially the limit. I mean, this is the culture verse. <laughs> exactly. Um, I also watched Army of the Dead. You get a chance to see that one? Nope. It's on my plans to watch this weekend, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one's pretty good. Two and a half hour movie because obviously it's Zack Snyder, so bit of a bit of a long one. But um, and there there is one thing that when you watch it, I'm gonna have you pay attention to, or maybe I'll point it out after so it doesn't ruin the movie for you. But it's it's filmed in a very specific kind of annoying style. Um, <laughs> so Zack Snyder style. Uh, it's not. I don't really feel like it's something I've seen him do before. Um, outside of so in the. In the Snyder Cut, actually, that last scene where they're in, like, the apocalypse, the one that was filmed, like, way after the fact, I think mm-hmm. it was filmed in his um, driveway or something like that, it, but it takes place in this, like, wasteland. Um, mm-hmm. He does this thing where he only focuses on the person whose face is on screen, zooms in really close to their face, only focuses on that, and then everything behind them is completely blurry. Even, like, the lines mm-hmm. around their head are kind of blurred. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, like, what the entire movie is for army of the dead it does get distracting if you notice it so hopefully i didn't just ruin the movie for you um other than other than that the movie's got some pretty good stuff in it i mean zombie tiger was pretty cool um Mm -hmm. there were robot zombies at one point that were not explained so i think we'll probably talk about that for a little bit once you watch it but okay overall pretty enjoyable movie i would say i would definitely recommend all right we'll put that on the main topics for uh next week yeah Sounds good. Sounds good. What about you? What you been tuning into or uh, feasting your eyes on? <sighs> feasting my eyes on. Well, well, the movie of the week last week was Wally. I had not seen Wally before. You hadn't. So I had not. I don't okay. know. I skipped that Pixar movie somehow. That's one of my favorite ones. It's a pr- it's a pretty good one, and mm-hmm. it's not a lot of dialogue, so right. it's it's pretty uh, interesting to just kind of see a story through like movement and, mm-hmm. and like like visually a visual story. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, no, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. You liked but it? But it's a Pixar film, so of course it was good. Of course, of course, they don't miss. Exactly. Yes, no. the chat's blowing up. I have not seen Wally. Well, I've seen it now, but I had not seen Wally. I know. Wow. Crazy. You're supposed um, to be a movie guy, man. I know. I, that doesn't mean that I've seen every single movie. I don't know, man. I've seen a lot of them. All right, I've seen a lot, just not every movie. I mean, there are there are a lot out there, so I can't really blame you. Exactly. Um, like you, I also watched the first episode of Modoc, so we won't talk about that too much. But mm-hmm. yes, pretty funny. I don't know if it's something I can binge through. I might have to like piece it out because it is a a very particular type of humor that mm-hmm. I don't know. It might get annoying after a while, or I might not like it as much. So I I just want to pace myself. You I know can what I mean? yeah, I can see myself doing a like a few episodes at a time, two or three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little bite sized um, binge. Precisely. Mm-hmm. I've also been watching Jupiter's Legacy. Okay. How far are you in that? I have two episodes left. So, so I I'm haven't on episode seven. I haven't finished that one yet. I'm on the last episode now. So I have. Oh, so I just I've have almost caught left. up to you. Yeah, I kind of slowed down on it. Um, I lost interest in it at one point. <laughs> to me, it, it got a little got a little slow in the middle. Um, you know, the whole 1920s timeline. It, it just like I don't know. It kind of like puts me to sleep a little bit once they switch back to that one. Are you serious? Because I was going to say I enjoyed the 1920s timeline more than I like the present day timeline. So my thing with that show is that I'm not super big on either timeline. Um, so then at <laughs> okay. least so then at least the present day one has like violent superhero fights where, you know, I do I do like the fact that it's it's broken up like that. And we've never really seen this type of story take place in that timeline. And I like how they're like converging stories kind of, or not. I mean, not really converging stories because obviously the, the 20s timeline is essentially just backstory. But um, right. but some some of the things parallel. Yeah, some of the things parallel. Yeah. For for me, I think that that shows just not like really doing it for me like I thought I like I thought it would overall. So like mm-hmm. in the slower portions of the show, I think it just loses me a little bit. But overall, I, I won't say that like the the storyline's bad or anything like that or like not interesting. I think some something about that show just doesn't really do it for me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I will say it's a lot more drama than I anticipated. And I mean that like in the dramatic sense. Um, and oh, and okay. in, in the drama type sense. I mean dramatic kind of show. Like it's mm-hmm. more like I feel like it's more like um I don't want to say soap opera y, but like yeah. more like a this is us. I thought there would be more action. A lot There's of fam- a lot action. of family dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. Which which oh. is fine. I I just from the trailer did not sell that part to us. The trailer made it look like of course that's right. what the trailer's gonna do. But the, the trailer made it look like there was a lot more action. But I feel like I because I watched the trailer after I watched a a bunch of episodes, and I feel like I've seen most if not all of the action from the trailers within the first like three or four episodes yep yep. um Um, i did see a saving grace for me i did see um a few minutes from the finale when leo was watching it and it mm -hmm. looked very interesting to me so that's kind of like what i'm that's what got me back into it that's what i'm looking forward to Mm -hmm. so i think i yeah i think it i think it at least ends in a pretty interesting way and i i've read up on some of the lore of the show and like where it can go in the future. And it looks like it can only really get more interesting from here. Um, okay. I'm not going to give away any spoilies. Maybe we can talk about it an- another time, but we can talk about it next week. I'll be done by then. Okay. I'm yeah. Finish yeah. it out tonight. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, and let's see the chat says, 
the favorite part are the flashbacks. So we, we've got some other flashback fans. Um, yep. Not digging Josh Dumel's clearly fake beard. Yeah, the beard is a little... Yeah. Uh, they could have he, more beard budget. Yeah. He looks... I mean, him and his wife, their hair looks pretty fake. I think Megan... I, I call her Megan because I can't think of her name in the show mm-hmm. grace i think grace, yeah, grace. i think she, i think her hair I, it, she kind of works for her. like when she goes gray she'll she'll still look good yeah but i mean I, I don't know i know how she looks in real life and i feel like it's just like and and especially like next to josh jamil who's clearly very very fake in his in his <laughs> hair scenario um, yeah they, they they needed to up the the, <clears throat> the wig budget or whatever yeah um but now yeah but uh, i do i do like how we got josh jamil as like three different superheroes essentially i mean back in the 20s and then we have him like later we have him as a young guy in his outfit his like costume after that and then we have old man we had him at one point like i don't know somewhere in between he had like a short gray beard at the beginning and like short gray hair yeah in that first episode and now he's got the long yeah he the character from the comics looked really cool but josh jamel i mean there's something like a little off about it I haven't actually looked into the comics because I don't want any spoilers. Mm-hmm. So who looks better, Josh Dumel or the character from the comics? I think the comics for sure. Okay. One thing I do like about the show, I like the intro. It's a very like comic-y intro. It's a very like it is. comic book show intro. You know what it reminds me of? What's uh, that? The Justice League. See, me too. Yep. Yeah. It's got like silhouettes of the characters with like the light behind right. them. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a cool intro. That's one of the intros I don't actually skip. Well, I've, <laughs> sk- I've skipped it. But <laughs> so you just told us a lie. I have okay. That's one of the intros I don't skip every single time. Sometimes I just let it ride. Okay. There okay. we go. There we go. No lies uh, on the show. There we go. We we tell the truth. We're all about here. integrity here. Justice. Uh Steven, definitely American put that on your watch list. And that's all I have to say about uh Jupiter's <clears throat> Legacy. I'm excited to finish it and we'll talk mm-hmm. we'll talk uh more in depth about it next week and get into like the plot and stuff like that. Sounds good. Uh, so what's going on with sports? Well, as you know, we have the NBA playoffs happening right now. Um, it's mm-hmm. the first round of, I mean, of the playoffs. We've had so we've had one game or two games for each matchup so far, um, and it's kind of shaking out like I guess we would probably think it would. Um, so basically, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give a quick rundown of what each series is at, and that's kind of going to be it. Um, okay. okay. So on the West, we have Utah as the number one seed, right? Utah with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Um, they're playing Memphis and they're actually down one to zero. So hmm. they're down one to zero to the eight seed. Uh, game two is tonight. We'll see how that plays out. Um, then we have Dallas playing the Clippers. So Luca versus Kawhi and Paul George. And Dallas is up two zero. The Clippers, they were supposed to be this huge team last year, you know, basically put together a super team to to take on the Lakers and just like run the West. They turned out to be kind of a joke of a team. So uh, that's, and they're going to Dallas in this next game, which I believe is Friday. Um, So that series is not going well for them, but I'm a big Luka fan. So uh, I'm cool with seeing that happen. We've got Portland playing Denver. That series is tied one-to-one, two really good teams with like exciting players. Um, Mm -hmm. They have another game tomorrow. So that's a pretty exciting matchup that I'm going to be kind of keeping an eye on. And then the Lakers are playing the Suns and they're one-to-one too. Uh, the Suns won the first game. It was a close one, like 90 to 99, close, low scoring game. Uh, Chris Paul had this really bad foul on LeBron where he flopped like a, like a diva, like it was the Emmys. And, um, and yeah, so the Lakers won the game last night. And uh, yeah, so that's an interesting series here too. Obviously the Lakers are the seventh seed 
and Phoenix is the two seed. I think they said the Lakers were the first seven seed to ever come in to a playoff matchup as the favorite. They're the favorites over the Suns, even though they're seeded so low. So that's kind of interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, very. Okay, so that's the West. On the East, we have Philly as the one seed playing uh, Washington. And Philly's up 1-0 on the Wizards. They have a game tonight, too. Um, that should be a series that Philly just runs away with. I mean, Joel Embiid mm -hmm. had an MVP caliber season this year, and that team looks pretty damn good uh, for once in their life. Trust the process, I guess. Uh, then we have the Knicks playing the Hawks, and the Hawks are up 1-0. Trey Young hit this big game-winning shot, which was kind oh, of a yeah. big deal. They have their second game tonight, but both teams are like decent teams. The Knicks actually have some good things going for them with like Julius Randle and a couple other good players. Uh, Julius Randle just got most improved player. And uh, so that one, that one could get interesting, but I don't think either of those teams are going to really make any noise. Um, mm -hmm. Other than that, we have the Bucks playing the Heat. Milwaukee, at one point, you know, Giannis was like the MVP candidate. He won MVP last year, and they were supposed, they were like looking like they were going to be a one seed at one point. Um, they ended up as the three seed. So, but they're actually up two to zero. They're just rolling like they do in the playoffs. So we'll see if they can keep it up for once this year. Um, and then we have Brooklyn playing playing Boston. Of course, Brooklyn is just the absolute, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. If they can keep this team together, it's probably some sort of dynasty. But we've seen these players jump around to different teams, KD, mm -hmm. Kyrie, and uh, <clears throat> James Harden. But they're up 2-0 on Boston, and they won by, like, 40 points last night. So it's they're looking really scary. And if they can stay healthy, you know, keep it going, keep playing together like this, with the group of guys that they have, like I don't think anybody can beat them unless the Lakers get their shit together. But yeah, they look they look pretty scary right now. I will say that I would not like to see them win the championship because of who they have. And it, I mean, it, these games are coming so easy to them right now. It's it seems hard to believe that they're not on a fast track to the championship. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know that any team other than maybe Philly is going to give them. Uh, a struggle in the East, maybe Milwaukee, which I guess they would play next. That could be a good series, but we'll see. I mean, we got some exciting matchups here. We got some good playoff basketball happening, and uh, we'll just kind of keep an eye on it as it develops through the playoffs here. Nice. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you for that, Clay. Yes, sir. Did you have any video game news? I did not see anything uh, noteworthy. Um, Nothing really. That game Biomutant came out this week. You ever hear anything about that? I have heard it. I have a friend. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Scooter. He he hops in sometimes, but uh, he has been talking about it for what feels like five years, and so he actually streamed it last night. I watched a little bit of his stream mm -hmm. of it. Um, so he was really excited. I, I mean, it looks cool, but it wasn't anything that I was like, I need to get this game. You know? Yeah. Um, I've been kind of anticipating it. Like, I like a good like RPG game. I like a good game that's got like some good combat and. Like customizable options with weapons and gear and things like that so like you can create your character which i'm really big into so like i'll get it when it goes on sale i've been seeing some mixed reviews leo got it and he kind of gave some mixed reviews although he did tell me that over the past two days he put 19 hours into it so i guess I'll, yeah so i guess i'll take it granted he is recovering from an acl injury right now so he does have some time on his hands and he is mm -hmm. pretty immobile um mm -hmm. But I think I think I'll probably I'll probably get it if I see it for like thirty bucks at some point. But I'm not. I don't think it's a sixty dollar game for me. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, 
we got somebody in the chat, uh, Stephen. I've heard mixed things about it. Nothing too spectacular. And yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I was seeing yesterday. I was like, it looked pretty cool, yeah. but it didn't look like it was doing anything too new for me. Mm-hmm. Um, story seems kind of interesting, but again, uh, like you said, Clay, I think I'll wait for it to maybe be half off. I don't think I'm, I'll pay sixty dollars for it. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's something that like I could have some fun with. I mean, I like games that have like good graphics and cool environments, and supposedly the world is like really cool and um, mm-hmm. just like graphically i somebody called it beautiful in one of the reviews i saw so wow 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 you wow you know what game i want what's that i want a remake or something i've been saying this for years sly cooper do you remember sly cooper yeah dude yeah um sly cooper and the thievius raccoonus isn't that from isn't isn't that insomniac yes yeah yeah. But they're on to freaking uh, feudal Japan, so I don't know if they're right. ever going to go back to uh, Sly um, Cooper. Did you get the Sly Cooper gear in Tsushima? Uh, no, not yet. I have not found it. Okay. Because there's a, what is it? So there's um, there's a headband that's blue and yellow mm-hmm. that has the Sly Cooper. You know, I always got his like hook, his like staff yeah. hook thing. It's got that mm-hmm. as a symbol on it. Um, there's a blue and yellow gear set, like an armor set. There is, uh, oh, there's a sword where the hilt is like a bamboo tail. Or Ooh. sorry, bamboo raccoon tail. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Bamboo. A bamboo raccoon. Bamboo tail. tail. Um, <laughs> raccoon tail. Um, so it kind of looks like your dude has a raccoon tail as you're running around, and uh, there's a mask that's like one of the wolf masks, but it's like black and white, like a raccoon kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do, do you have this gear? I've seen it on Reddit or I something. Do. But I do have the gear. I kind of made it a point. My thing with that game, especially as I was getting toward the end, is like just getting all the gear that I wanted. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got the Sly Cooper set for sure. Nice. Yeah. Um, yes, Steven, I'm a big Sly Cooper guy, so that's what I'm here for. Moving on to TV, Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic, not currently in active development, which I found very interesting considering they did that whole big Star Wars announcement, like we're getting this Mm -hmm. spinoff and this spinoff and this, and then they're like, but we're not actually going to be developing this one just yet, so. But not super surprising because wasn't that one supposed to feature Cara Dune pretty heavily? Um, I thought it honestly was gonna feature those two uh, New Republic guys that like kind of uh, pull over Din. You know, you when he crash lands on that ice planet with the spider, mm-hmm. and there's those two guys that come in at the end because right. they had asked him before for his like chain code or they asked him for something. I don't think it was a chain code, yep. but I thought it was gonna be uh, those two guys. I didn't. I didn't uh, think it was going to be Cara Dune, but if it is, then that makes sense. Yes, you're right. So uh, that's what I had heard that it was going to be like mm-hmm. she was going to be heavily in it, um, along yeah. with along with probably those two guys. Mm-hmm. I think well, they I mean, even. I want to say in um, which episode was it the the episode where they came across um, the uh, I don't know. They said it in one of the earlier episodes where they first came across Cara Dune in this most recent season. Um, mm-hmm. that she was like on her way to becoming a ranger. I thought she was like a marshal or something. Um, I don't know. I forget the details, but I remember there was like, there was one hint in the show and then they kind of like people, the people who doing, who were doing the breakdowns, like the screen crush and the heavy spoilers, mm-hmm. people were connecting it to rangers. Gotcha. I don't, well, I don't know a whole lot about that side of it. Fucking just make it with a new character fuck it just get her out of there it's not that hard or just recast her like who cares yeah nobody don't really care about her that much i don't think i was about to say nobody really likes her that much um that people i've talked to anyway i mean i'm sure there's people out there that Mm -hmm. enjoy cara dune i could 
take her or leave her. Don't really care. Right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. So I'm not this this wasn't one of my anticipated Star Wars shows anyways. So what was your most anticipated one? Um I think Kenobi. Kenobi is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. besides Kenobi, I I would say the Book of Boba Fett. I'm pretty interested in that. That should be good too. Ahsoka's gonna get a pretty good show too, I think. Oh yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Plus one for Kenobi. Bing bing Thanks, bing. Pablo. Um, hello there. Uh, CW Powerpuff Girls pilot being reshot, and this is a quote from the CW CEO Mark Pedowitz. It felt a little too campy and didn't feel as rooted in reality. <laughs> I like the uh, background switch there. Um, yep. But so yes, so they want to root this show in reality. I mean, I don't know. So from the get go, this show's a mistake. We already know that. Yep. Um, we've, yep. We've said that. So like how. How could it, I just think it, it just seems like a joke to me that the show one is in production and two, they shot this pilot and then said, wait, wait, wait that's too campy. Like we gotta, we gotta redo it. We need to make it more gritty. Yeah. It's the fucking Powerpuff Girls. So like look how we, bright that is. Are we getting the, the dark and gritty Powerpuff Girls remake? Of course we are. And honestly, I thought we that's what thought they were. This. We should have thought I of thought, this first. I thought that's what they were going to do first. Cause I mean, we've seen what they've done with like Riverdale and um, like every, any CW show, it's mm-hmm. pretty freaking like uh, grungy and like you you say reality, but it's really just kind of taking stuff that was bright and just desaturating. What's it, if what's kind of funny is that I feel like Riverdale is still pretty damn campy. Like they've got musical numbers in every single episode. Yeah, I've never watched Riverdale. I've just I'm okay. just basing off clips I've seen and stuff. <clears throat> gotcha. Um, Riverdale is still pretty campy. It really is. But so I don't see what the issue is then. They definitely wanted to make it like grittier and darker and like more adult, but it's still got its camp to it for sure. But like, uh-huh. what can you even do with the Powerpuff Girls to make it watchable in the first place or to make it serious? Like, uh, I, I don't le- know. Leave man. it a cartoon. I just <clears throat> want to say the way your head is positioned, it looks like Bubbles pigtails are yours and I really dig it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, Here, let's yeah. see if I can get under the... Uh, the ribbon. Oh, the bow. The, there, the bow. Yeah, there bing, you bing, go. Bing, <laughs> um, Yeah, so Pablo thinks the Powerpuff Girls was gritty enough because of him? Yeah, okay. Um, No, yeah, I don't think... I don't know why they would try to uh, ground this in reality or give it the, the CW treatment. It's very bright. It's a silly show about fucking, like, amoebas and and other stuff like I, and nobody asked for this to be honest which one which one was him was that the pink dude yeah the red one that was like oh the devil, man but that like, that was like a like a it was like a tranny tranny villain yes exactly oh man gang green gang those were those were the boys <laughs> the gang green gang. yeah like all right yeah let this this is too campy we've got a rooted in reality right oh man i want to see him in live action that could be some I, nightmare fuel. I was curious what they were gonna do with him. Um, and they, didn't was, they cast? Didn't they cast a person as Mojo Jojo? Did they? I want to say they did. Like they cast a human being. Are you looking it up? No, I'm. Well, I'm about to. Uh, I saw you doing something. I didn't know if you were looking it up or what. Right. Um. But yeah. So I don't. I don't see good things coming from this show. I feel like it's gonna be if this second pilot gets off the ground it's going to be like a one season and done thing yeah yeah okay so so they cast nicholas podani to play mojo jojo he's just this 
standard young looking. Oh, it says Mojo Jojo Jr. Mojo Jojo Jr. Oh, he he's in the role of Joseph Jojo Mondale Jr. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. This. Yeah. Despite this, I... he's obsessed with <laughs> insecure Jojo was obsessed with the Powerpuff Girls despite his father's grudge against them. As an adult, Jojo finds its sweetness and rage in constant battle. What? Yeah, this just sounds dumb. Okay, I'm going to be honest. We do a podcast about pop culture and stuff, so I'm probably going to have to watch at least the first episode, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to. No, no, no. We're, we're going to watch it. It's going to be a thing. That's going to be our, our main topic for the week. Yep. Yep. <laughs> maybe, not the whole, maybe not the whole show, but like we're going to give it a shot, and we're going to talk about it. All right, we'll give it a shot and we'll talk about it. For you, Pablo and Steven, we're going to give it a shot and talk about it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about some movie news. Amazon buys MGM for $8.45 billion. Billion with a B as in boy. Billion. Yeah. Jeff Bezos says Amazon will reimagine MGM's IPs for the 21st century, which means get ready for a bunch of remakes coming our way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to have a new Wizard of Oz. Yeah, we do already. Ha- okay, we already have a new James Bond movie in the works. Is that just gonna slide over to Amazon now? Are you talking about the one that hasn't come out yet? Or are you talking about the one they're trying to cast the new James Bond for? I thought they had a uh, a Daniel Craig one coming out. They do, but it's already okay. been made. So. so are they casting another James Bond? Well, yeah, because this is Daniel Craig's last one, and you know right. they just keep keep that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we going. we know for sure that there's going to be another James Bond after Daniel Craig after this mm-hmm. movie. And I guess that's now up to Amazon at this point. Yeah. And I, I want to say it was like last week or a couple weeks ago before this deal was like announced or anything. Um, I want to say MGM was trying to stop Amazon from making a James Bond film and just keeping them or not film rather a James Bond series and just keeping it films. But I can't I'd have to like search and find where my source on that was. I don't but. think I want a James Bond series. Yeah, nobody does. That's why MGM was trying to yeah. not let Amazon right. get James Bond. But well, I they got him they... now. Yeah, so <laughs> fuck um, you, MGM. Fuck you, MGM. Um, so essentially, movies is going to be Disney and Amazon now. Like, that's pretty uh, much it. And, and Warner, a Warner Brothers. A little bit of Netflix. Netflix, Warner Brothers, Disney, Amazon. At some point, one of these is going to buy Warner Brothers out. I hope it's Disney. Me too. Then we can get Dude, that would be DC ridi- Marvel that would crossovers. Be ridiculous. Wouldn't it? Wow. Who doesn't love a good remake? Most uh, remakes are shit. Hey, right? Amazon pumps out some good superhero stuff. So uh, I'd be cool. Oh, we got The Boys, Injustice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. They're good. They're good. Injustice. T- Oops. Invincible. <laughs> my bad. Gotcha. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Although my, I did throw you off with my background probably a little the, bit here. I think that it was like subconscious, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see where uh, what kind of remakes we get, and uh, we'll see what Amazon does. I'm ready for this Wizard of Oz remake. Who's who's playing uh, Dorothy? Dorothy's going to be played by uh, Margot Robbie. A word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me too. Me too. Wicked Witch of the West is going to be Catherine Hahn. Oh, I oh that's I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tin Man is going to be. They're going to bring back Brendan Fraser from the Dead to play Tin Man. 
he's not dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just his career. Scarecrow, um, they're going to cast uh, Chris Hemsworth just for the hell of it. Because why not? Right, right. All right, um, Lion's, Lion's the last one. Lion is going to be played by Jason Momoa without makeup. Um, just just the mane, just the long yeah, hair, right? Yeah, and then Toto is going to be played by... Um, oh, pff, duh. It's going to be Andy Serkis in, in mocap. <laughs> Too easy. That's an easy one. Yeah, yeah, that was easy. I don't even know why I, why I had to consider that one. Yeah, what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. uh, Damn, that's a anyway. star-studded cast I'm in. That is. You, I don't know if that'll me. happen, but I'll watch it. Aaron Taylor Johnson has been cast as Craven the Hunter in that Craven solo film that the Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel characters is doing. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you. I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm -hmm. Same. I'd be interested to see. I don't like this this Marvel universe that Sony's making. So no. it's kind of a love hate thing for me, you know. Yeah, I like. I'm I'm in the same boat as you, um, and I I mean all the all the updates about this, all the announcements about this say in in his solo movie quote, which mm -hmm. is like it just makes me kind of groan. It's like another Spider Man without Spider Man, like mm -hmm. Spider Man's supposed to be his ultimate target, his ultimate trophy. Right. Right. So, yep, like, yep. why bring Craven into the mix if he's not going after Spider-Man? Why make any of these movies? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's it's like, that's the million dollar question. It's like though, in isn't it? it's like in Batman versus Superman, where um, where one person they're debating at the beginning, like the merits of Superman, the morality of Superman, and one guy goes to the senator lady. Like, should there be a Superman? And she just goes, there is. <laughs> should they make these movies? Should there be a Sony Spider-Man cinematic universe without Spider-Man? There is. Well, yeah, that's the world we fucking live yeah. in. But, oh. I mean, of course I'll watch it. So, mm -hmm. I mean, same. Speaking same. I do like Craven as a character. I think he's a cool character. But that's normally because he's going up against Spider-Man. Um, yeah. A lot of people wanted Joe Mangen and Manganellino, Anemonemony. Manganella? Um, yeah, that guy. A lot of people wanted him, um, which I think would have been pretty dope, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson, I think he he's a little like... My thing with him, I, I think he's a great actor. I like seeing him in movies. But especially for Craven, I feel like I always get the vibe from him that he's like a little bit soft-spoken. He's kind of yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I feel like Craven. Yeah, he's like this big, like ripped, like like, like gruff, like gung ho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and like Aaron Taylor Johnson, he's too lean. I think he's super. Like he's like super ripped lean. and everything, but he's like lean. Yeah, he's lean. Um, they'll put him in some big fur coat or something, so it'll it'll fill him out a little bit. But I'm just thinking back to like his accent that he was using uh, as Quicksilver, his like Sokovian accent, because he'll use a similar one in this. And I always thought he kind of sounded a little high pitched in that movie. I don't know, just me. What you didn't see that coming? Yeah, he's yeah, a little high. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he's going to do well. I don't know that this movie's going to be good. I'm going to have to see a trailer first. But and hopefully they don't give us like a Venom one trailer where it shows us nothing, like that initial trailer that didn't even show Venom. They probably will. Right. So we'll just have to keep an eye on this one and see how it plays out in development. The end of the trailer is just going to be him putting on that like fur coat, and you just see it from the back. No, it's going to be him looking at that fur coat. 
Oh yeah. He's not even gonna put it on yet in the trailer. <laughs> it's like, and no, it's and only gonna, gonna show. It's only gonna show like a tuft of hair on the corner of the screen from that fur coat. Yeah, and they're gonna make him an anti-hero, of course. He's oh, of course. True, of course. He's not gonna be a true villain. Of That's course. what they're gonna. All these villains are just Morbi- anti-heroes yeah, now. Morbius, Venom, um, Craven. They're just gonna join forces. Not be the Sinister Six. They're gonna be like, like the the, the semi-bad six, the bittersweet six. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh it's a shit show over there. The semi bad six. Yeah. Uh on to uh Clay's background, DC announces an Injustice animated movie. So uh why don't you give us a little background on what Injustice is, Clay? Okay. So Injustice is a non canon alternate universe, uh basically version of these characters and you know, their their whole thing. Um it's basically what happens when shit goes south with the justice league um essentially the whole premise is that superman is evil in this um he runs what's called the regime on earth he basically is a dictator on earth uh the super the superheroes have to pick sides some of them go with him like shazam flash green lantern people like that some of them go with batman um and basically he turns so evil because joker does this whole thing where he basically kind of tricks Superman into one, killing Lois Lane, who is pregnant, and two, destroying all of Metropolis, causing Superman to straight up murder the fuck out of Joker. Um, Puts his hand right through his chest, right in front of Batman. Batman's like, holy fuck. Like, no, that's my best friend. Um, About Joker, not Superman. But, yeah, so then basically Superman goes, all right, well, fuck all of this. Everything just went to shit. Um, I'm going to take over. I'm going to rule the earth, essentially. Um, at one point, he kills Shazam because he wants to switch sides. Just straight up kills him. Keep in mind, Shazam is a 14-year-old child. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And it, it basically is Superman and his his team of superheroes versus uh, Batman and his team of superheroes who wants to stop Superman's dictatorship. And, um, and yeah, so we have two games so far. The first one... I forget when the first one came out, maybe 20, 2012, 2013, something like that. And then the second... 2013. Okay, cool. And then the second one came out, I believe, 2016, 2017? 17. Okay, well, all right. Always go with your second choice, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> Never trust your gut. Um, yeah, and they're really good games. They're really good fighting games. They're made by the, the company, that the studio that made Mortal Kombat NetherRealm. So they have the same like Mortal Kombat fighting mechanics. Uh, they made Injustice after they made Mortal Kombat versus DC. So it's like they already kind of had the DC stuff going uh, over there. And uh, the current Injustice 2 game is like, I think it's one of the best fighting games of all time. It's actually really sick. Um, when it came out, I was playing it every day for hours for like, I don't know, six months or something like that. Like I played the shit out of that game. It was right after I graduated college and I was living by myself and I would come home from work and just put hours into this game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pissed me off about that game. What's that? I could never get, cause you know how you had to like get different gear and it would give you different shit. I could never get the staff of grace. Dude, that's never, that's the thing in that game. That's like some people got it within weeks of starting the game. Some people Mm -hmm. played the game for three years and never got it. Um, so it's, it's kind of crazy. The staff of grace and like, and there was another thing called cat call. It was one of uh, Catwoman's abilities that was Mm -hmm. just as rare. It's like if you had either of these two things, it was like you kind of came across gold in that game. 
but it was yeah. pretty much random because I mean, was, they opened those yeah. random boxes. Yeah. That was the only thing I didn't really like about that game. Uh, I feel like there should have been a better way to like unlock. Like, I, if if you want me to unlock moves and stuff, I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. It gives me more play time, all that. But I don't like the randomness of like maybe you'll get in this mother box, maybe yep. not. I'm like, I want to yep. a definite way that I will be able to get. Like, this let thing. me give me a way to earn this shit. I want it. It can be hard. It can take a bunch of hours. It can take a grind. Just let give me a specific way where I can earn this shit. Exactly. Yeah. Um. One thing about that game that some people don't know about, it doesn't even really matter, but because I don't play it anymore, you probably don't either. But you can nope. set up you can set up AI characters to play online while you're away, and they just rack up mother boxes and XP and points and shit like that while you're gone. I never really got into yeah. that, but I know that's that's how most people like got all of their characters to th- to level thirty. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they got uh, like they got like Hellboy, the Ninja Turtles in that game. Um, oh yeah, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, about those. the Ninja Turtles are actually really fun to play with, and you get them. You get them as one character pack, except each different turtle has different moves, um, mm-hmm. different gear. So it's like it's a pretty cool. The extra characters that they put in were pretty cool. I want to say they they put in some other. One. I can't really think of who else they got. They had Red Hood in there at one point. They had a couple other like movie TV show characters that I can't remember. But yeah. Overall, really, really dope game actually, and it's a comic series too. That's that's pretty good, as well. And this show should be pretty sweet. Do we know where it's coming out? It, oh, it'll be HBO Max, right? I would assume so, mm-hmm. especially since it's like a animated uh, DC type deal. I, right. And, you know, Warner Brothers is probably doing it. Dude, we got coming a bunch out. of dope animated DC shows coming out. Yeah. No, it's gonna be. Uh, gonna be pretty awesome maybe i'll get back in i've kind of fallen off of my like dc love because you know superman used to be my favorite superhero yeah i remember uh, you i remember you always talking about superman yeah but he's kind of taking a back seat to uh some other superheroes so maybe this is your favorite superhero will... nowadays miles morales okay it checks out yeah mine is mine's always gonna be batman it makes sense always You're the batman guy always and he's actually i don't want to block him out here he is he's over my shoulder here Who's your favorite Batman oh, ever? This guy. Animated Batman's included. Where is he? I want to scratch his chin. There we go. Oh, he likes that. Um, favorite animated Batman? No, no. I said favorite Batman ever animated included. Okay. I'm going to have to go with like Batman the Animated Series Batman. I have to. Just by default. Okay. have to. I'm just curious. Although I do, I do really like how he's uh, portrayed in the current, the current like slate of uh, DC animated movies. The DCAU. I do think they have a really great Batman in that right now. So that's second place, I assume. Oh, shit. I forgot about the Arkham games. Um, okay. Let me go back. Let me go back. <laughs> Batman the Animated Series, number one, Batman. Um, uh-huh. Arkham Arkham Batman, number two, Batman. Current DCAU, Batman, number three, Batman. Okay. Animated Series, number one, Arkham 2, current DCAU, three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's, those are some good choices. I, and I like, then, and then, for the record, I will say that Ben Affleck is my favorite live-action Batman. A lot of people hate on Ben Affleck. I like Bat, I know. Batfleck. Yeah, I think he just, I think he just did more justice to Batman than Christian Bale did. I think he, he looked more like Batman. I think in the movies where he was actually given a decent script, he, he was a great. I mean, I, th- I thought he was awesome in, uh, in the Snyder Cut. I think that's my maybe my favorite movie, Batman. 
Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good. Just he's a good say. Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like he he yeah. can do both roles. You know what I mean? I think so too. Yeah, where I feel like Christian Bale was a better Bruce Wayne than Batman. Yeah, I could see that. That Batman voice, I still, man. I still, still like him. I, yeah, I know. I, I do like too. Him, I do too, for sure. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's like almost the definitive Batman for me because of like when those movies came out and you know how big they were and how young, like how, just where I was and all that when it happened. Like we didn't have Keaton. Like our parents had Keaton. You know, like right. to my dad, Keaton's Batman. To me, for a really long time, Christian Bale was Batman. But then I think Ben Affleck came and challenged it a little bit for me. Okay. okay. It just sucks that he was in that really shitty Justice League movie. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. We're just going to wipe that one. Well, that one doesn't even really count in my memory. <laughs> now that you have the Snyder Cut. Yep. Speaking of which, uh, this isn't on the uh, agenda, but you see the... Uh, Restore the Snyder Punch cut of you know Sucker Punch. That's a that's I a saw that. going on. I feel like that's like his worst movie. Mm, yeah, maybe it might be. Well, yeah, it might be. I don't need to see more of that movie. I also don't need every single movie that comes out to have a director's cut. Well, uh, I I think I've said I definitely said it to you. I think personally, like while we we're texting, I don't know if I've said it on air, but I would say. If a movie has significant uh, studio interference, then I would say yes, you deserve a director's cut. Mm-hmm. If like if the studio gives you free will or whatever, you just put out a shitty movie, then that's on you. Don't come try to redo it later. But if they interfere a significant amount to where you like your vision wasn't what was put out, then I'll say yeah, give you a um, a director's cut. Because I mean, there's like three different versions of Blade Runner. There's the uh, theatrical version, then there's the uh, Ridley Scott director's cut, and then I think there's an ultimate cut. So, like, mm-hmm. and that's, I don't, I, like, and depending on who you are, whatever that your cut you think is the correct cut. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Watchmen, I don't know. I know Watchmen what, has, like, three different cuts. Watchmen does. It does. Yeah. It has the uh, regular cut, director's cut, and I, I think, think there's an ultimate. ultimate cut. Yeah. Um, which isn't that different from the director's cut, except it includes some animated scenes. Yeah, that like doesn't really fit. Well, it's it's kind of because it was just like, I think it's a comic from the comic. Right. Uh, so like, yeah, I don't know why it's in there, but whatever. Um, the director's cut, though, I, I will say I watch the director's cut of Watchmen if I'm going to watch any cut. Sometimes I'll watch the mm-hmm. ultimate cut. I have all three because I, yeah. I bought them. Yeah. I can do without the cartoon. Yeah, like I don't always watch the cartoon, but sometimes, like if I put throw it on, I'm like, oh, oh well. Yeah, like I, I like, I like the idea of like interweaving two things like that. Like in Kill Bill, the anime scenes are like really dope and they work really well. Right. Um, I don't think it's the same situation with Watchmen. Yeah, I'll agree. Um, but <laughs> to get back on our topic a little bit, so Injustice animated movie coming. Uh-huh. We're excited. And Steven agrees with you that Batman the Animated Batman is the top Batman. That's because Steven's smart. <laughs> there you go, Steven. You hear that? You're smart. You're smart. You're loyal. I appreciate you. <laughs> and our last topic for movies, Zach, we don't really have much on this, but I thought it was interesting. Speaking of Zach. Zach yeah, exactly. Ooh, that was exactly. a good segue, right? Whoop. Zack Snyder's King Arthur. King Arthur. King Arthur, is that Mr. Mr. Milwa? <laughs> you had to be there. <laughs> Zack Snyder's King Arthur film will be set during the American Gold Rush, 
and uh, he started writing it. He said something about he just thought it'd be interesting to tell the Arthurian legend in a different setting. But I'm like, is it going to work? Like, you know, there's Knights of the Round Table, things like it's very like chivalry, chivalrous and knighthood and things like how does that work? Yeah, like sure. American Gold Rush. Like sure, Zach, it'll be interesting. But like, is it going to be good? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just having trouble trying to figure out like what is the equivalent of a knight. Maybe maybe Arthur is the sheriff and the knights are the deputies. Um, um, I've got so I've got. Let me pull it up. I've got a nice quote from him about this movie. Oh, beautiful! It's a pretty, it's a pretty fun quote. I really like it. Let's see here. <clears throat> Chat. How do you think an Arthurian legend works in the Gold Rush uh, time an, period? An Arthurian. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So check out Snyder talking about the King Arthur movie. So here's where his quote begins. Proper now I am within the strategy of writing a sort of, mainly it is identical to a, re a retelling of Excalibur, like of the Arthurian legend that is a form of set, you understand, in a special place, dot, dot, dot. It is sort of like within the form of Gold Rush period of America, sort of bizarre Arthurian. Um, so far, these aren't real sentences. Yeah, I was um, going to say, I'm, I'm having a stroke, or you're just not talking in complete sentences. Right. One of the two is going on here. However, however, anyway, it is cool, and I am sort of into it, and it's enjoyable, and it is like, you understand, it is loopy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that quote was loopy. <laughs> hey, you sold me, Zach. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in, man. Hit me I with it. I really don't know how this is going to work. I, and, and Steven's over here saying it won't work. I it think sounds I like Zach doesn't Steven. even really know. Yeah, that he quote. He's just he's just like I see like Excalibur, but I also see like uh, gold California forty nine eighteen forty nine. Yeah, I can see him I, working I, it. I can see him working it out. I hope he's. I hope he's. I don't. I don't know what I hope. Um, I hope I get a good trailer. Let's, how about that? We'll see. What do they I'll wait for the trip? They had. Did they have? They had guns back then, right? They definitely had guns. Yeah. Yeah. So I've like guns for a long so time. It's like what? What are they even gonna do? What? I don't. Excal Ooh, Excalibur is a new like automatic rifle or something. It's it's gonna be <laughs> anachronistic. So Excalibur <laughs> is like a fucking Gatling gun, but no, it's gonna be an AR-14. Of course, but it's 1849. So you you gotta pull it out of. Ooh, uh, you know where they're panning for gold? Somebody finds the AR-15 and they're like, what the fuck? Is and that's that's how it goes. Whoa. Hey, I'm in. I'm in. Cora's in too. No, she doesn't like it. She said, no, no, that idea sucks. Yeah, she's right, like, what Cora, are y'all thinking, does, you idiots? It does suck. She's literally we back don't... there just saying, no, stop. Like, come on. <laughs> uh Swords, I mean, I feel like they weren't a big thing. Like, I feel like everybody had like a six shooter on their side by that time, Steven. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting and weird. I thought it was weird. That's why I threw it up here on the agenda. And that's all I have to say. Zack Snyder, that guy, that guy's got some ideas for sure. He's, 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 yeah, he's got something. He's all got right, something. Clay, let's see. Did you watch The Bad Batch this week? I did. I did. Oh, awesome. I, I didn't know if you were going to watch it because we talked about, like, maybe we don't need to watch every week. And I'll tell you, I just watched it right before we started recording. So. Um, Technically, I did watch it. Technically. Okay, so you weren't paying attention. Technically, I watched it. Um, I So when did I turn it on? When did I turn it on? Was it, la was it last night? 
I don't even remember. I don't even remember when I watched it. Um, I fell asleep probably halfway through it. All right. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought this episode was better than what it was less filler. We were getting some, this some is, action. This is we, one we where, an action episode. Let, me, let me see if I can remember something from the description of the show. Do they get held up doing a supply run or something in this one? Yep, that's what the description is that, says. Is that what it is? Okay. I remember I remember reading that and thinking to myself, yep, that sounds like an episode of The Bad Batch. <laughs> All right, so this episode, just a quick little synopsis. They stop on this planet. They uh, tell the guy who's working the docks, I guess. I don't know what you call him in space, but he's like, they're like, don't, you don't need to run our tags or whatever. We'll pay you. They bribe him, mm-hmm. but he calls Finnick Shand, so we finally get to see Finnick Shand, oh, that's a.k.a. Right. Ming-Na Wen. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Mandalorian. This takes place before the Mandalorian, just for you guys keeping track at home. Uh, so they, we learn, since he calls her, we see their little bounty holocron, and she's going for Omega. So there's been a bounty to capture Omega. Mm-hmm. She goes to the planet. She tries to get Omega, and Hunter and the rest of the Bad Batch are trying to save her. So that's why I say it, it was a lot more action. So it was a little bit more interesting than just those kind of all-filler episodes. Right, right. Um, yeah, but... Uh was there any like any new any other new like revelations or anything? Do we learn anything interesting other than the fact that there's a bounty on her? Uh, that's probably the biggest revelation, and it mm-hmm. brings up a new question as to who put out this bounty, right? And which, and why? And I mean, I'm gonna assume it's the Kaminoans because we've seen those two Kaminoans like talking like, "Oh, we don't tell anybody about Omega, mm-hmm. but we'll get her back or something." So I'm gonna assume it's it's them. Yeah, they're pretty sus. But, uh, the whole the Omega thing is, is pretty sus to begin with. Right. And it's because, <clears throat> I, I at least, I don't know if you're you're on board with this theory. I think she's a Force-sensitive clone. I think so, too. I think so, too. You, would think, you would think that they would start hinting at that. Well, they, they did hint at it a little bit earlier, where she knew that uh, Crosshair was going right. to turn on them before he did. Right. And she just kind of already knows how to shoot and stuff, even though she hasn't had any training or anything. So. Right. But that, I mean... Use the force, Omega. Yeah. These are your first steps. That's what Kenobi said to... Uh, that's what Obi-Wan said to Rey in the first movie where she touched the lightsaber and got a weird vision. But yeah. Just a thing. Just a detail. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just a detail that's more interesting than the Bad Batch. I'm sorry. <laughs> Clay's, Clay's, Clay seems like he's completely out on the Bad Batch. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I actually think that this show is going to give us some new, like, exciting stuff eventually. Um, but it's just a slow burn. Yeah, it's it's a show that I feel like I want to be binging versus just watching this cartoon once a week for thirty minutes. No, I feel you, and I think that's why I waited. Like, I pro- I'm, I don't, I don't want to make any promises I can't keep, but I probably won't watch on Friday. I think watching Wednesday before we record is better because then it'll stay fresh in my mind because they are so short and mm-hmm. like kind of like short and sweet. I feel like we forget details sometimes. So watching it right before we record might be uh, a better bet at remembering what happened. I think I'll, like I think that. I'll need to do that as well. Mm-hmm. And we just, a just an idea. We could throw a little bit of Modoc into each episode here and there and just talk about our favorite jokes. Oh, okay. I like that. Because there's some, in that first episode, there were some jokes that I think were pretty legit. That, like, made me actually laugh. Do you have some off the top of your head? 
or do you have to think about it? Okay, so this is this is going to sound stupid because it's like the first joke in the entire show. Um, but I really like the so he you know he's in the city he's fighting against Iron Man a little bit he takes his boot um, before that he's like killing a bunch of soldiers and pilots and stuff he's got there's a soldier on the ground and he's and the soldier's like oh my god it's Modok Modok goes and do you know what Modok stands for and the guy says um, what is it machine something or other designed uh, for killing and as he says killing he blows up the the uh, plane behind him. Mm-hmm. And then the guy, the pilot, pops out in a in a parachute, and he goes, "Right, I'm good." Modok goes, Pew! for killing to like <laughs> to like double down on that. Yeah, that was that was my that was one of my favorite jokes. My okay. presentation of the joke <laughs> was it top notch. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Uh... Still a good joke. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I got you. Yeah, no, there are some solid jokes. So yeah, we can do we can do our favorite Modoc jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I like I like um, his son is really funny. His daughter's really funny. There's some. Funny I like stuff. that the son is normal and the daughter is like right. big headed. Right. Modoc type. And the son is in the son's voice by John Ralphio. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. We'll add that into our our discussions. So. Anything else you wanted to say about uh, Le Bad Batch or anything else for that matter? Um, I'll just be looking for the Bad Batch to give me something a little bit more going forward. <laughs> I feel like I'm not. I'm not. Out, I'm not. I'm far from out on it. I mean, I'll watch and enjoy anything that's Star Wars. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a bad show. It's about what I expected it to be. So we're a quarter of the way through. So I'm thinking stuff is going to start heating up here now. I think so too. Especially with Finnick Shand showing up, and so now we got her on their tail mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. So, yeah, it's definitely yep. got to start heating up. If not in the next four episodes, definitely on the back half. I think you so, too. Think, and so since since Season 7 of The Clone Wars came out and The Bad Batch was introduced, there's been this thing on my mind where I've been like, The Bad Batch, like, where do I know that from? There's a movie, I think it's on Netflix, called The Bad Batch with... Mm-hmm. It's got Jason Momoa. It's got Jim Carrey. It takes what? place, yes, it takes place in this post-apocalyptic, almost Mad Max type like wasteland. Um, I think there are like some cannibalistic characteristics to like this world in this movie. Uh, Jim Carrey plays this like silent hobo that sometimes just appears here and there. Um, uh-huh. Really fucking weird movie that I wouldn't necessarily recommend. I just watched it because it had Jason Momoa. This was like years ago. Yeah, and it came out in 2016. Yeah, and I confirmed this past weekend that it was actually called The Bad Batch because I was with somebody who had seen it for hmm. some reason and somehow it came up. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, just, like here's the just in, synopsis. Yeah, yeah. The, the Bad Batch follows Arlene after she's left in a Texas wasteland Fenced off from civilization. While trying to navigate the unforgiving landscape, Arlene is captured by a savage band of cannibals led by the mysterious Miami Man, that's Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. With her life on the line, she makes her way to the dream, that's Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. As she adjusts to life in the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. Arlene discovers that being good or bad mostly depends on who's standing next to you. Interesting. Yeah, I had forgotten that Keanu was in it too. Uh, so it's like IMDb a movie has 5.3 stars for it. Yep. Yeah. So you see the cast and you're like, okay, we got to check this out. 
mm-hmm. but no, it's it's like a weird, like almost like repulsive movie. Repulsive. Yeah. yeah. Who directed this? Anna Lee Amapur. Who's the main girl in it? You said her name uh, in the synopsis. Arlene. Yeah. Arlen, maybe. No, like what's the actress? Oh, Sookie Waterhouse. Oh, I thought I knew her. Um, is this the chick from? No, that's not. I thought it was. I don't know who this is. Uh, she was in Detective Pikachu. Oh. As Miss Norman. Okay. Uh, you ever seen Future World? No. Um, you ever seen Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? I have not, but I saw it on Amazon the other day and laughed. She's in that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't see any like. She was in the Divergent series, Insurgent. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. Did not watch uh, those. The girl who invented kissing. She plays the girl. Oh. <laughs> Billionaires Boys Club. I don't think I've seen her. I don't think I know her, Caleb. I I don't think you do either. I don't think um, so. Yeah. Well, at any rate. At any rate, that's just a a thing. Just wanted to throw that out there. Unrelated, but sort of related. Uh, 46 on the tomato meter for uh, reviewers. 30% audience score. So Maybe I'll watch it one day. Maybe one day. I'll just get really drunk and watch it. Maybe one day. Yeah, that's that's probably the way to watch it, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of masters of the cultureverse thank you greg thank you pablo thank you steven for hopping in the chat and joining us um thank you guys for listening on apple Podcasts or spotify that's where you can find this podcast we come out every thursday if you want to send a shout out to somebody or you have a question for us anything you can send us an email at masters.cultureverse at gmail.com or you can send us a dm on instagram at masters.cultureverse i'm caleb that's clay and we'll see you next week Bye. Ah, where's my mouse?